this time on whatever we want. We're talking about Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> right, Daniel? Yes. We're talking about the new updated VFX techniques for the Hulk, as well as the difficult time that Joss Whedon had working on this with some compromises with Marvel he had to make and everything, and why he's not working on any future Avengers films. All that and more in this episode. Yeah! Check it out. Pre-banter, pre-pre-banter, banter. Okay. Yeah, boom, bam, podcast, here we are. So I know we, we are talking about Marvel right now, but one thing that's on my mind, ha- have you seen uh, Star Wars Squadrons? I've heard things about it. I haven't seen much about it. It's pretty good. Cool. Because <laughs> you know I have the Oculus Rift set up, right? Yeah. Oh, is it a VR thing? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, doing it in VR is like... It's like you're actually flying the... Yeah! It, like X-Wing or whatever you're it's in. It's like X-Wing, Y-Wing, A-Wing, or U-Wing. The whole alphabet wings. Yeah, the whole alphabet of wings. Whoa. <laughs> and then you have multiple tides. You can do like the interceptor. They weren't really creative with naming ships, were they? <laughs> they just saw a shape and they're like, oh yeah, name it that. <laughs> or maybe they like predetermined a, like a letter they wanted to model it after. Let's base this one off of a W. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird because their their language is like Orbesh, right? Mm-hmm. Wait a second. That's a good point. What is like, why? Why in Orbesh? Tell me why. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. It just reminded me. All right. So, all right. This this is a good segue. Actually, I just sang, like, tell me why. I Every time I edit these and I sing something in them, I then get the song stuck in my head when I'm editing. So now I'm going to have- Because you have to play it over and over and over again. I want it that way <laughs> stuck in my head for the next, like, few days while I'm editing this. So, great job. Past me. Editor, editor Jake is not going to be happy about that. And Logan won't be happy either because then I'll get it stuck in his head. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of like listening to things uh i I took a trip to georgia i can't really say why because it's like secret but um i ran out of stuff to listen to like i ran out of podcasts so the podcast i had downloaded was like one of ours so i listened to our star wars episode 5 araswa Mm -hmm. and man is it very different than what we do now like it was very much it was like slower paced and not as many behind the scenes goodness and goodies and stuff i feel like we just like retold it and then like we geeked out yeah we just things. i mean we had we had the stories of probo remember oh and yeah we, probo and abominable george <laughs> Dude, probo. <laughs> oh no <laughs> we let's not get into it we, we gotta we gotta start it you ready for the, for the intro? yeah we do let's get into it yeah you may want us to talk about this or that but we don't care we're gonna talk about whatever we want Blah. Welcome back to Everyone, the show where we, Jake and Daniel, two devilishly handsome gentlemen, talk about movies. Yeah, giving behind-the-scenes insights, filmmaking techniques that we think are going on, all that amazing stuff about your favorite geek movies like Marvel and stuff like that. Also, I actually haven't talked to you, Daniel, but I wanted to ask Daniel, what are your thoughts on potentially doing, actually taking a break from Marvel after this one, uh, just temporarily while The Mandalorian's coming out and kind of doing like a, just reaction to the mandalorian as those come out based on like specific episodes or like a series on the new like season? Ser- like as the new ones come out just kind of like recap and theorize like right as they come out i've been down for that all right we're doing that bam it's decided yeah, let's do it all right dude there's actually no there's a lot of stuff that goes into that now i mean i'm sure you've watched like the corridor digital videos and stuff on that yeah with the virtual production that stuff's amazing oh my goodness because that's all done a uh, real-time rendering with, like with unreal Engine yeah and stuff like that and using like uh we'll talk like, about it Daniel. Daniel, save it for the save it for the episode okay save fine it for the episode. i just <laughs> That's my heart and soul, and I love it. That's what All I'm right, saying. let's get into this. Before we get into what Ultron. we're talking about this week, oh my gosh, Jay, you spoiled, I spilled did. the beans. But <laughs> I mean, let's let's take it back, back to the tank before um <laughs> so, you're just gonna remember the phrase no i was trying because back to the tank would be going back to ultron but like 
I want to go back to before. So back, like, back, back. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Long time ago, back, galaxy yeah, far, far away. Exactly. So when we talked about Captain America: Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier, a couple weeks ago, yep. I think I forgot to say that the stunt double for Captain America, he went on and like he kind of worked up the ranks of like being a stunt coordinator. He was the stunt coordinator for like Infinity War and Endgame and stuff. Like he went from like a stunt man to like a stunt coordinator. And then you know the recent film that came out, Extraction, like with Chris Hemsworth. That, yeah, didn't he like direct that? He directed that. Like that's so cool that like he worked up the ranks from like. Like Captain America stunt double to like directing like a very successful. Did you not say that in the last episode? Did I not? Did I? I don't remember. I if I did, like you did. Just or maybe you told me about it afterwards. I, I think I did. I don't but know. Yeah, no, it was still pretty impressive, you know, like to be able yeah. to like, go up that rink like that. And although, I mean, it was on Netflix. I mean, a lot of people use Netflix and stuff like that. I'm not sure how well Extraction did. I think it did really well. I'm pretty did sure. It do? Okay, yeah, I was gonna say like, compared and on Netflix, it was very well done. And there's just one like super long shot that is amazing. If you ever do want to talk about is that in a movie, car chase, I haven't seen. It. it's kind of a chase it's i don't want to spoil it to yeah, you, yeah. We'll, but we'll save it for later it, it, we've it's been like, rambling it's a bit like like you or know we'll ramble some more whatever you want Daniel, I guess. A long shot. <laughs> this is just, it's fine <laughs> all right so before we get into it i wanted to do our patron shout outs up top cue the star wars music boosh we've got patron evan Lori, frank tony rick thank you if you want to play pledge, pledge 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 to our patreon we have that link down below you get some cool perks like episodes early stuff like that gracias also we have an audible link down there if you want to support the show you get free audiobooks gracias to all cool stuff you also uh if you want please follow us our social medias the handles are down below yeah we post some cool updates and interesting facts about the episodes like when they're released and stuff good stuff yeah yeah do it also one last thing i was in class for my uh my one like 3d modeling class and someone's project looked like uh like the collector room the collector's room oh really from guardians and we just watched that our professor was like what's the guy what's the guy's name in guardians that collects stuff and i was like the collector collector and then he was like (laughs) yeah 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 and i was like bam i mean i feel like i could have answered that without having seen guardians the week before but like i saw it the week before (laughs) so it's just me that much more impactful exactly yeah all right that reminds me quick little tangent i was actually featured on sketchfab's social media again again uh, for what yeah which one i made an among us meme oh really (laughs) in 3d nice yeah they did like an among us post and there's like all the artists that have like among us things on there nice yeah daniel's um um not i was gonna say among us meme his like your art (laughs) stuff is linked in the description below so check that out for sure please give it a view all right now that all that's done let's get into avengers age of ultron you ready yeah I feel like this movie sound clip. Did you ever see um, Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. You tried to jump in too early. Yeah, Come I on, did. man. I did. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not okay. I'm just so ready. All right, all right. What were we gonna say? So I feel like this movie, out of like the out of all the other Marvel movies, it's it's about big ideas, but also small things. Yeah. But that said, like the mid stuff is, I, I feel like where it lacks. What did you think you know? of the film viewing it this it, time? It's still it's a good film. You know, it's definitely an Avengers film, but it's not the best it's i definitely think it's the worst avengers film but it's still yeah. i still enjoyed it like a lot yeah agreed yeah and apparently like joss whedon had a lot of restrictions and guidelines to adhere by like he had to really like fight to keep certain things in that he wanted and he didn't have as much creative freedom i don't think because he had to live up to the hype of avengers one um and he also had to set up like civil war uh, like wakanda for black panther and and he set up ragnarok and, and F- infinity war and everything so he, just, he had like a lot going on he said it he said in, a, in an interview that this movie actually like broke him uh so i was like Jeez. wow <laughs> yeah i mean that, that makes sense that's what that's kind of what i meant when i was saying like big picture right because it's like you had to develop there's there's a lot of 
entryway for like a lot of future stuff that came out of this film like you were saying like with black panther and you know setting the conflict up of civil war and how you can start seeing the uh, difference between tony and cap and you know stuff like that yeah but this was definitely like one of the biggest i think budget so far the budget was projected to be 250 million dollars but i think like from different sources and different interviews they said they like overinflated someone said they got up to like 300 million someone then said like they it was 365 million and then someone said it was like almost 500 million dollars was the budget and i was like okay this like i don't know what it is but those are all very big numbers (laughs) sorry i had that much money but it did gross like a bunch of like it was 1.4 billion dollars is what it made so jeez think it where it paid off what 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 which was the film that made the first billion avengers and then it was iron man that's right three and then this i'm pretty sure that's a weird order well that's the order like they came out that's true yeah um, in this director's commentary, Joss Whedon did it alone, which I was like a little surprised. I was like, I thought they were trying to avoid that so that they didn't have another Iron Man 3, like Shane Black like, yeah. incident, <laughs> like about <laughs> philosophy and stuff. Oh, man. We also uh, had the the logo right off the bat, which kind of threw me off guard because yeah, same. I'm used to having it like it kind of in the middle or like after something. I don't know. You know, same. I'm gonna put that down. Literally, my first note was just Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Great first note. <laughs> hey, at least you're <laughs> taking notes now, man. <laughs> I really liked the uh, the opening sequence, like just that it was like a very long, long take, like long shot. Um, it was one of the last things they delivered, just kind of introducing like all the heroes again, showing them that they're working together. And I feel like this film did a really great job of not falling into the Thor 2 trap. Like, I, f- I feel like they could have done more with tearing down the team, but like Thor 2, remember we said kind of failed because he was all powerful and had nothing really challenging him. In this one, they they start out as a team, but then Ultron really tears them apart and like takes down all like all their resources and Tony becomes kind of like this villain that's like alienated from the group. And I feel like that that gives them something they need to overcome and makes it more satisfying in the finale. Yeah. Yeah. It's you need to see the team dynamic change here, you know? I mean Again, with this opening shot, you see them, like, unified. They're all working together, like, flawlessly. It's, like, majestic, almost, the way that they're they're moving and, you know, working with each other. To then how we see things move throughout, where there's constant bickering and, like, different ideals going back and forth, so... Yeah, Joss Whedon actually wanted to start the film with the like six heroes like all in the frame, uh, and then just like go from there. Yeah, Yeah, but Kevin Feige was like, we need to set up and like get them there, and I feel like that felt like the the good better play. Yeah, and it just made it feel like it was earned more. Yeah, I agree. The first word said in this uh, is shit. In that, sorry for cussing. I'll I'll make this explicit. I guess. <laughs> I feel like this film, the DP, the DP did a really great job. Uh, Joss Whedon said so, but like, I feel like the world feels more grittier, or like, it feels grittier and more real than like in Avengers 1, especially with Cap's like new suit. He's not in yeah, that same. like freaking clown costume. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely more grounded. Ha 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 Sokovia grounded. Ha, uh, wow. I just, I don't want to go on after that. <laughs> Oh, also, uh, Strucker, is that the, the lead guy? Uh, Von, is it Von Stricker or Sean Strucker? Something I think like it's that. Strucker, but yeah. he is almost bald. He's like almost another bald villain, but he's got a buzz cut. And, but that also got me thinking, Ultron... Maddie McFinnick. Ultron technically doesn't have any hair, so he's also bald. <laughs> another bald Marvel villain. Baldy McUltron. <laughs> Baldy McMetal. <laughs> I love how we've just moved away. Like The original reason we said, I think I said Baldy McBurney was because I was trying to, I couldn't remember the guy's name and I was just trying to like make it something short and catchy that I could remember. And now I've just completely moved away from that and like literally like Baldy McUltron is just so much longer. It's our it's our own universe Ultron. of characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the MCB, Marvel Cinematic uh, Bald 
universe. I feel, I feel like you should call him Baldy McMetal. Baldy McMetal. Yeah, because he's pretty metal, man. Wow. Well, this so the, loca- the location that they used for this was. <laughs> I thought uh, you're gonna be like, well, I thought you're gonna end it like be like, well, that's the podcast. Well, that's it. We just talked about whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, sorry. Continue. I was gonna say the location they used is Dover Castle. Apparently, they actually went to a lot of locations like to film this. Like they went to South Korea actually to get some shots. Um, they filmed a lot of it in London, other places that I'm blanking on right now. But yeah. Hmm. Then the Maximoff twins go out, get introduced to them. Yep. What do you? What are your thoughts on them? It, it's. A lot different than the origins from the comics, right? Because for for people, they're Magneto's kids, right? Comic, yeah. People aren't comic savvy. They're they're Magneto's kids, and in this, they're more just random civilians who became war torn because of you know stuff happening in Sokovia. To then you know being what is it the the Mind Stone giving them power, right? Right. Which is is weird to think about how how Trucker was able to do that. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's like out of any stone. I don't know like why that one would do it, but you do you. I think it also adds a connection to Vision and Wanda. Well, that is true. I, I do appreciate uh, because that. Because they both like came from the same thing. Yeah. Also, it's I think it, Ultron really, I think, takes a liking to the Maximoff twins because they're like his outlet and they're people he can relate to because he doesn't really have anyone else. Well, at the same time, they're they're also evolved. They've changed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like Ultron, I think Ultron, because there's a line he says at the end here where he's like, when Wanda's literally about to kill him and he's like laying in the train, he goes, Wanda, like, you need to leave. If you don't leave, you'll die. Because like, he wants to save her. Like, he doesn't want her to die, it seems like. And then she goes, like, I already, I just did or I already did or whatever, which is really, really powerful because like he killed her he did brother take, yeah but um i feel like he might have like a sort of he has a very emotional attachment to wanda and the maximoff twins and i feel like because vision is part ultron that might also be influencing his feelings towards her a little bit which is kind of interesting i didn't even think about that but yeah that was a good point yeah yeah i only make good points daniel what do you mean well you know most of the time <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, whenever I don't make a good point, I just edit it out. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> the audience will never know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah but uh, uh, I also feel like the story fits really well with Tony's arc going off of Iron Man 3. Like, he wants to protect, like, his world. Like, um, he's he was dealing with, like, the PTSD of Avengers. And uh, he wants, like he said, he wants to put a suit of armor around the world. And he feels like Ultron is the way to do that. Yeah. I don't know if his vision that Wanda gives him was necessarily, like, needed. Yeah, but I think it sets up Infinity War well. Yeah, no, it does. It definitely does. But, like, for for motivation, I don't feel like it was needed to motivate Tony, but to give the audience a vision into, like, what he was... Yeah. Thinking about experiencing? I think if you, like, haven't seen Iron Man 3, like, if you aren't watching them all back-to-back like we are right now, like, I feel like that's a good reminder of, like, kind of what he's going through just really quick. Yeah, that's a good point. And also, just imagine being Wanda and, like, seeing that. Because she's able to yeah. she's able to also experience it and see it, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I think it's really cool that she understands then that, like, this will consume him and make him, like, slip up and make a mistake and, like, it'll be his own demise, which is why she lets him get away with the scepter. Yeah. Freaking evil not really i mean yeah. kind of but yeah also the the lullaby i deem <laughs> i deem it the reverse banner boner <laughs> what do you think of the the, the um dynamic between black widow and, yeah. and hulk slash banner it's different you know romance. i mean again in the comics natasha's dated a lot of people like a lot yeah i think most prominently daredevil the girl gets around oh fudge that's another song yeah you just did it <laughs> uh, but um 
No, it was different. And given these incarnations of the characters, I felt like it made sense, especially with how they're trying to tell uh, Natasha's story, which hopefully we'll get, well, I mean, we are going to get a lot more into when it comes to her movie coming out. Yeah. Um, Daniel, can I pause just one second? Like, I, when I did that, like, disgust of, like, blah, I, like, threw my head back and it, like, I rubbed my eye and my contact, like, fell out. I was so disgusted with myself, so I'll be right back. I need to fix that. Yeah, get yourself all set up. And we're back. Boom. Boosh. Yeah, so where were we? So yeah, yeah, what do you we think of We were at the reverse banner that? boner. So what do you think of their relationship? Did you tell me? I, 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 I no, I didn't. I just started it and then your eye exploded. And then my eye died. Yeah. <laughs> so then my eye died. Uh-huh. All right, let's move on from that horrible joke. Please t- talk. <laughs> Given like these incarnations of the character, I think it developed very well into how the characters view themselves, right? Okay. Like Natasha, she never really talks about it. Right, because she's always like in the mission, or she's always, you know, being herself. But like, there's that conversation they have later at Clint's house where they, uh, she's like, "Do you think you're the only monster on the team?" Yeah, where she she views herself a certain way because she knows of all the the bad things she's done in her past, which she's brought up, you know, with like red in her ledger and stuff like that. But yeah, and just about how like she can't have kids because of her procedure. Yeah, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I think it's also interesting they're having that conversation like in a kid's room, like the thing they they can't they have, can't have like a family. Yeah. Yeah, very cool stuff. <laughs> you say you said that like it's like a conversation. Like it's you cool. Have. Like no, it's cool. Very, like very cool stuff. <laughs> I can't have kids. Oh yes, no. <laughs> it's like the, the subtext and like the location. Just, I, I, it's cool filmmaking. <laughs> I get what you, I get what you mean. It, it was, yeah, <laughs> not the situation they're in. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, let's get back to uh, so, the beginning. So they bust in. They take the scepter. We pretty much went through all. That. A chunk gets taken out of Barton. Yeah, they get the scepter, like you said. Good talk. No, it wasn't. That was actually added in post-production, and that was the voice of the editor. Oh, really? He also, yeah, he edited this, <laughs> and he also edited Infinity War and Endgame, Jeffrey Ford. At first, I forgot that the people were still alive. So I'm like, when Tony <laughs> was like, let's have a talk, and he, like, he shot, I was like, and then, like, cut to, like, the front shot of him, and he's like, good talk. I'm like, did he just make a joke <laughs> after killing all those people? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, like, why does Tony get out of his suit and go into, like, sentry mode? Like, I understand- I-, I know the reason is because they wanted to RDJ- they're paying for RDJ and they want him to act. But, like, wh- why would Iron Man get out of the suit, like, in this facility? Well, for multiple- This I, I feel base. like, for one, if he wanted to touch his keyboard more precisely, if he wanted to feel the clickety-clack of this Russian- Couldn't you just, like, take the hand things off? Yeah, no, like, that's definitely true, back? but again, like you said, RDJ. But also, secondly, right- I felt like I was building off of Iron Man 3, you know, where it's not just the suit. It's not about his suit, it's, it's tone. Ah, yeah. I like that theme. All right, that makes sense. All right, you've answered my question. Thank you, Daniel. This is the end of the podcast now. <laughs> that is all, folks. But yeah, I, I like the, please be secret door, please be secret door. Yay, that's one of my dad's favorite lines. <laughs> and he opens a secret tunnel. <laughs> oh, Tony. Tony's just doing everything. That's also going to be stuck in my head now in post. I, uh, I saw hooray. a lo-fi version of that on YouTube. Really? Yeah, it's pretty good. I'll have to send it to you. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so we get the lullaby, like you said. The Hulk VFX actually are really leaps ahead, light years ahead of the first Avengers. It's only been a few years, but basically what they did in the first Avengers, he couldn't do any of them, like, 
facial capture on set he can only just do like act out motions they need to record his face on a sound booth like later like days later now they developed technology that they put dots on his face and they could record like a camera just on his face like everything at the same time yeah yeah Yeah, so he can be on set giving the performance and and that lets the actors act off of things and it was just so much more freeing uh and they could do like tons of different unique shots like for example there's like an over the shoulder shot of the hulk and it's just of like his shoulder like blurry but like they could whedon said like they could not do that on the first one and like they were able to do it on this one and it added so many more like creative options which is really cool yeah it's always fun seeing how technology advances and changes to allow for yeah like new things i mean technically it could have been done but it would have been a super pain to do you know what i mean right so the next we see like wanda beat up cat for a second and i don't understand the one shot like it like speeds up it's like a horror shot almost like when she like backs through the doors you know what i mean it like speeds up and like it's like a time remapping thing almost yeah does she have like super speed all of a sudden like that's like the only time we've ever seen that like ability in all of the mcu yeah i feel like that goes into more of like her it's either her like changing the perception of cap right or yeah that something to do with reality like she's yeah that might be it yeah like warping time a little bit yeah instead of like her being super quick it's yeah i honestly kind of liked it like i kind of i feel like that would fit really well in like multiverse of madness i know i want more of that honestly in multiverse yeah in my or in the one division yeah why also why does wanda do that though she like wanda punches cap and then just leaves. She doesn't just punch him. She, like, flips him. Well, yeah, she, like, pushes him down the stairs and then leaves. Like, doesn't <laughs> even save Strucker. Like, Strucker just gets punched and then is captured. I mean, she's Wanda. She don't know. We don't yeah. know her relationship with Strucker. Maybe with Strucker. Strucker. With uh, Strucker. She loves the Dover castle that they're filming at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, this architecture is exquisite. <laughs> really 4th century uh, Romans there. <laughs> see the influence. But, yeah. 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 Oh, also, so in Tony's vision, which we see here right before the title sequence, the shield is broken, and they and Wien was like, "Pay attention to that." I was like, "Okay," and it's apparently broken the same exact way that it is in Ultron's chest is broken at the end of the film. Oh, really? When yeah, when Wanda rips it out of his chest. So that's interesting. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Also, I really like when Wanda like does her hand gestures. Well, first off, she trained with like a hand choreographer. There's a hilarious interview on the James Corden show with uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Anthony Mackie. Mm-hmm. And like Anthony Mackie's just making fun of her. He's like, yeah, she's like at a wa- uh, at a rave the whole time, just waving her hands around. And then he like just starts dancing, like pretending like he's Scarlet Witch. It's like pretty funny. <laughs> but she like worked with like a hand choreographer's the title. And she also worked with like a dancer to get like to choreograph choreograph her her movements which that was pretty cool yes that makes sense you know the thing i was trying to say or i went on that tangent the vfx artist like added red to her eyes like whenever she uses her powers and she never knew that they were going to do that so like when she watched the film she was like oh i did not know they were going to do that thanks guys that helped my performance (laughs) (laughs) i mean it makes sense you know like a lot of her movements they seem to follow like (laughs) basic law of inertia you know there's a lot of momentum like like the way that she like like she doesn't just move her hands in some cases like she actually like moves her whole body into like say like yeah making stuff move so yeah you know i feel like that definitely did work out for the better she like grabs energy from like the floor i think to be grounded like we were saying haha (laughs) yeah but we get a title sequence and we cut to uh them flying back to avengers tower i almost said mansion yeah i'm trying to think about the base at the end is that technically i I want to say mansion because it's not really that's the like facility that's like the new avengers facility that's the facility that's the thing but it's not not we, we never got like the avengers mansion you know dang 
Maybe next time. <laughs> Another multiverse of madness. Give it to us. Yeah. So actually, during the production of this, Scarlett Johansson was pregnant with her first child. That's right. So they hired three stunt people to like um to help stunt things, like her do the stunts and stuff. And they look so much like Scarlett Johansson. Like Chris Evans, like again, couldn't tell like who was who, and often would have conversations like for ten minutes with one before realizing that wasn't Scarlett Johansson. Nice. I wish I could look enough like somebody to be like that. You know. <laughs> 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 what nothing um <laughs> um this is this is a really cool shot when it goes from like the iron legion flying in and then like goes up through, through like, the a the, the glass yeah yeah through the a <laughs> uh, joss Whedon called it the a-hole shot because it goes through the hole in the a. <laughs> <laughs> yes um but yeah apparently it was like one of the last shots delivered also because it was a very long shot long take it has all the people in it like at one point again but it also yeah. just establishes the the geography of the the place the lab that they're going to be working in which helps you understand the next few scenes um also before they get there i forgot to say that tony has a bumper sticker that says jarvis is my co-pilot i know jarvis is my co-pilot i had that as a note joss whedon had that as a like a sticker on his laptop so he was like can we get the, like something like this for the quinjet and someone like found one <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But yeah, so we get back with the Iron Legion and they take Hawkeye in and they pretty much take him into Med Bay, right? And we see them doing this procedure where they're like 3D printing like tissue. Flesh onto him. I feel like they tried to overcompensate for Barton being brainwashed and not on the team the last time. Like, it feels a little bit forced that he's, they're trying to be like, oh, Barton's important, you know? (laughs) Yeah. There are parts that I think it works like really well um i think i'll talk about one later like especially when he he's like give, i think when he gives a speech to, to wanda um at the end are you gonna like step up or not kind of thing like i feel like that's a really good moment that's not really forced. yeah moments like that I, I feel like he made a good point in there where there's literal gods and guys wearing like like no this makes sense <laughs> yeah guys wearing like suits of armor and it's like i'm here with a bow you know one thing in the comics right that's very strong about clint's character is that he he also has a bow in the comics yes he he has his <laughs> bow but he also never misses yeah it's not just yeah, yeah a thing he says like he that's like an actual mindset he has because because he's with all of these different crazy powerful people that's why he's so many kids yeah uh, he never misses <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> let's get past that um Jesus, Jake. All right. So in the lab, you could see in the background that um, someone's working on stretchy pants for the Hulk. I thought that was a cool Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. So Tony comes up with the idea to do Ultron, who is played by James Spader. I think he does a really great job. He was apparently the only one on their list of people they wanted to play Ultron. Hmm. Spader actually came in and said he didn't want to just do voiceover like he wanted to perform be the role so he and like mark ruffalo kind of used the same techniques of like mocap on set and they actually hired andy serkins the like mocap professional like you know Gollum, and then yeah uh he's the monkey in planet of the apes or i guess the ape in planet of the apes there you go so he's like the professional and also like andy serkins oh he's also snoke but he also he plays claw later in the film yeah and the reason that kind of came about is because a fan like just on like a forum or something posted like i think it'd be really cool to see andy serkins as claw he looks like kind of like him and they like i think kevin feige and some people marvel saw it and they were like yeah that's a good point that would be like really cool and they already had andy serkins like helping with the project like for the mocap reference so they were like hey do you want to like you want to roll be claw (laughs) (laughs) he was like yeah Uh, and he does a great job like he's a really good actor you know he he does amazing especially later on like when it comes to like black panther and stuff too you like see him being like yeah. more like crazy, like how he is. Yeah, with his like a uh, mixtape or whatever. <laughs> I made it rain. You want my mixtape? Yeah. Uh. Plays. All, he also plays Robert California in the Office and 
Oh, that's just such a cringy role. Yeah. Well, not not Andy Circus. You're talking about. You, you, yeah, sorry. I'm talking about Spader. Imagine again. if Andy Circus was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but he's like a mocap. He's like, <laughs> like some like CG creature uh-huh. in the office. Uh, what, like a monkey or something. What would he be? Just like he's just a bigger version of Andy Circus. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. <laughs> All right. All right. But anyways, back to the tank. So there's like. Two seconds of footage, like a two-second shot pretty much, probably a little more than that, but, like, it's a a shot of them, like, kind of, like, sweeping through the lab as they're working, like, a montage, and, like, it just, it's, like, a moving shot, and it, like, it's, like, different, them doing, like, different things in the lab, and it's, like, an amazing shot. They said it took half a day to film, because, like, they get, like, they got, like, a motion-controlled, a motion-tracked camera. I think it was called Memory Head Track. Jeez, dude. And they just, like, just did that shot over and over and then set it up different ways, like with different lighting, just to show like package, passage of time. They had them in different outfits and doing different things. And then they spliced it all together. And it took half a day and it's like 10 seconds max, which is just incredible. That's crazy. Yeah. It's always nice when they put in like that amount of work. Yeah. Just to get like, like there's obviously some shots where like things obviously needed a little bit more work. But when you get the shots that obviously had like the love and care put into them, you can really you can tell. Yeah. Well, there's there's also yeah. duality to that, right? Because a lot of the times it's like right. If it's done well, then like you, you don't, don't notice, notice it. it. Yeah. Like I don't think I would like notice this when I first watched it, but when I got like into film and stuff, like that's when I noticed. I was like, wow. <laughs> but that's why you listen to podcasts like this, so you can learn, share it with your friends. They want to know too. You can talk about cool stuff, cool things all the time. That's what we do here with with our yeah. words. All right, back to the tank. So. The party starts. Ultron is created just when Tony leaves. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was, I had a note. I'm like, so he was done, like, right as he left? Why didn't he, like, ping him, like, right then? Yeah. But then Ultron, quote-unquote, kills Jarvis. It's very sad. Yeah. That scene was actually added in post with, like, that visual component of killing Jarvis because Kevin Feige wanted him to... Because he knew that Marvel fans have an emotional attachment to Jarvis since he's been with them since, like, Iron Man 1, so he wanted to show, like, his death, and I think it is done really well. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean... Think about it. You have to come up with a way to visually have something that has no visuals to it die, right? Yeah. So I feel like this this was when I, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, why did they do it that way? Why didn't they just like show it like on a screen or something? But like, I feel like the, this made so much more sense. Like actually, like thinking about it, it's like you need to have some kind of physicality to Jarvis now, and then yeah, and then that's taken away. I really like the the party scene that happens. Then boom, you looking for this? Yeah, that was actually thought up by Whedon on the day to do that little. <laughs> That little gag. Yeah, so we just get a lot of party stuff. I also think it's a really huge sign of respect when Thor gives Cap... Uh, ale, without even questioning That, like, aged alcohol that's, like, not for mortal men. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, and the then other Stanley, Stanley cameo, yeah. Excelsior. Pretty cool. I really liked the, the like, tones that this party kind of had like the color temperature of the lighting i thought was really warm and inviting yeah like you were kind of like invited to the party like i think and that's what they were trying to go for too so yeah no it, it felt welcoming but at the same time you know it was like also chill and like when you're going from conversation to conversation i mean there are times where you feel like you could just be there you know right which was very well done but then we get the hammer scene i love this scene so much oh i thought i thought you were gonna talk about bruce and natasha i'm skipping that (laughs) we get the hammer scene (laughs) oh man yeah i noticed that uh so yeah everybody's trying and then you know so everyone thinks like why couldn't cap pick up the hammer here and the rooster brother said like well first off we didn't make this movie but second off they said and we didn't even, even like kind of hinted at this i think that like maybe he could pick up the hammer and the Bruce brother said like he could pick up the hammer but he didn't want to like take, take it away, away from, from thor. thor like yeah 
so he just kind of didn't <laughs> also the cast here like they seem like they're having a really great time the cast like all of them have said like it feels like they're coming like back to school almost like you can see all your friends like they like we said like with with guardians like you make a family when you work on a film it's a reunion and then to like be able to come back and work with that family and strengthen those relationships like is really awesome I and mean, they were all together here we said it was sometimes a nightmare having like all those it was like children just like running around all the time all those different like personalities yeah 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 but we can't complain because like look at the result <laughs> i thought there was also another theory too that said like cap couldn't like he, he couldn't until he like revealed about bucky yeah to tony off his conscience yeah i have heard about that yeah i don't know but anyways, we get to Ultron coming out. Yep, Ultron Zombie is what I labeled it. I will talk about one uh, Bruce Banner, Scarlett Johansson thing. When when Bruce Banner like falls like face first into uh, Scarlett Johansson's Of course, that's the one you, you bring up. No, the only reason I'm talking about that is because when he says, sorry, like like all he's very apologetic like that was his idea like he improv that on the day that's the only reason i'm talking about it i wanted to bring that up how many times did they have to do that take i don't know Not, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know oh man mark just kept messing up so you can keep doing it like how would you mess that up you know like you just, i mean you could just say the long wrong line like don't turn green i will <laughs> oh dang gotta do it again guys <laughs> got we gotta play where's the zucchini don't turn green i turned blue i thought <laughs> <laughs> blue man group comes out <laughs> i just watched um arrested development because the rooster brothers like worked on that and uh the one guy tobias like like for an entire season his like thing is that he's like a backup for the blue man group and so like for ha- half the time you see him he's just like constantly ready to go on he's just like in full blue body paint <laughs> oh god <laughs> It's pretty funny. I would highly recommend that show. At least the first three seasons. But yeah, back to the tank. So, so we get we get all the, the Iron Legion that's like Ultron if I yeah. Cap jumps on the one and he straight just punches yeah. it. But like it didn't do anything. So he just like punched metal and it like It's a cool fight scene, you know. I feel like that hurt. Which also at the same time I feel like I mean I was I thought about it afterwards, but like it shows <laughs> still like the knowledge level of Cap compared to like say like Tony. Yeah. Because to- Tony's like I, even later, like Captain America, it cuts from like during the South Korea sequence, like fight scene, it cuts to yeah. Cap trying to choke like one of the Ultron. Yeah, like why things. are you like what <laughs> they don't need to breathe. <laughs> the only the old one and only reason why you would do that is if it, it- <laughs> If it somehow gives you leverage against, like, say, his arms or something like that. Yeah. Which it doesn't because he's so much bigger than you. Right. So, I don't know. Cap, what are you doing? Yeah, but there's also a quick line after the fight, after they're, like, cleaning up, when Tony says, that up there, and he's, like, pointing to space, like, that's the end game. And the Rooster Brothers actually said that the title of Avengers Endgame, like, when it was still, like, under speculation what it would be, he said that, like, it had been said multiple times in other Avengers films. And it's, it's said here, and it's also said by Doctor Strange in Infinity War right before he disintegrates. Yeah. Also, there's a lead scene where t- Tony makes a new encryption software to keep Ultron out of the Iron Man suits. Huh. Because I always kind of wondered, like, why doesn't Ultron just hack these suits? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I guess that is a kind of measure that you can kind of just assume Tony would have to do for it to work. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like that would have been cool to see, you know? There's also a lot of references. Ultron is a very unique character in this iteration. One, he's he's comparing himself to Pinocchio a lot. <laughs> Yeah. But he's also very, he's not religious, but he draws a lot from he does. religion. I mean, the next scene is he's meeting in a church with uh, the Maximoff twins. <laughs> yeah, and it, the big thing he says there is that it was put right in the center of town because it's equally close to God for everybody. Yeah, you know? Spader said that Ultron is a very interesting character because, like, he literally was, like, born yesterday, like, the whole... 
like being naive. Yeah, the whole trope. Yeah. But he has access to all of like the world's history. So like, it's kind of interesting, like how would he process that just being alive for one day, but still having access to like all of the world's knowledge. I think that would kind of make you go a little crazy. A little mad. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like maybe Jar, um, sorry, Vision works because he has Jarvis in him, which like has been around for years now. Yeah. And that goes into the whole, whole idea with like the difference between um, knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge. Yeah, because Jarvis, he's an AI, right? But he still has is able to retain and build off of experiences, right? At a base yeah. level. So when we get to Vision, I mean, he's, he's definitely built off of that. I mean, he says that. Like, there's, there's parts of Jarvis in him. There's part of the stone in him. There's part of Ultron in him, all that, yada, yada. You know? Why'd you say stone? Oh, the, yeah. the Infinity Stone. Yeah. I thought you were trying to say Stark and Tony, and I thought you said stone. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a part of Tone in him. A little stone boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get, like we said, we get to the scene where the Maximoff twins meet him in the church. So Elizabeth Olsen, the other actors, Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, they actually played a couple in Godzilla like the year before. So it's kind of weird seeing them now as like siblings. Yeah. But um, Olsen said that James Spader like was such a great performer and people actually clapped for him like after his first take, the first day on set. But like he was such a great performer. What they would do, they had Spader like in his like mocap suit and they had like a stick of above him with like red dots for like th- their eye lines yeah. what they would do they would rehearse looking at spader's face so they could remember like what he was doing and then so that they could when they did the actual take they would look at his eyes remember that and kind of react off of that but they often felt like they were so excited because spader was doing such incredible work that they'd like kind of like catch themselves Get like looking down and so like a couple like in some shots they said like they definitely were like looking up and just like kind of their eyes would like come down and it then they'd have to like go back up again really quick <laughs> They're just checking out Ultron's chest, you know, no biggie. <laughs> what do you think of this Quicksilver? Because I think Days of Future Past, Quicksilver, that iconic scene like came out like a year or two before this. I think it was a year before if this. If I'm being honest, I prefer that Quicksilver. That is one I agree. of the best iterations of a character that's come out of the X-Men movies. Flat I out. feel like, though, this Quicksilver makes more sense with his speed, because I feel like that Quicksilver is, like, I think people did the math, and he's like, it, it's unrealistic how fast he's going. Well, that's the thing, right? Yes, I, I remember seeing the math, too, but at the same time, you have to keep in mind, I mean, again, it's a Marvel movie, but at the same time, you're dealing with not him being super quick, right? That's not Quicksilver's power. He warps time around him. Oh. That's his power. Okay. He's fast and she's weird. That's all I need to know. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Yeah, so <laughs> what do you think of the Ultron design? Um, I like at the end when they like laser him, like his face kind of melts and it looks like the comic accurate design with like the big yeah. red eyes. Yeah, I agree. I like that. I thought that was really a cool way to get the comic accurate thing. I kind of wish that was closer to what we got, but I, I kind of don't mind it. I kind of like it. Yeah, and plus you also got, you're able to keep some of the comic accurate with like some of the drones as well. Yeah. Not not obviously perfect, but a little bit closer to it in some cases. It, you know, it, it it's a realistic interpretation of it. And plus at the same time, they wanted to make him be more human, you know? When we're human again. Um, oh, now that's going to be stuck in my head too. Why do you keep uh, on doing that to yourself? I like singing, Daniel. <laughs> I like singing. I like dancing. I, I like trains. trains. <laughs> All right, back to the tank. I, th- I feel like for what they wanted to do, I feel like the character design as well, for me, it's this iteration of Ultra. Like it's it's his origin, right? That's kind of throws me off because in the comics, again, it's Hank Pym that creates yeah, him. Yeah, it's Pym. Um, and then yeah. eventually he merges with him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, interesting. That's a whole thing. Yeah, people, people. That was it was weird. I forget if that was in his wife abusing phase. Oh, yeah. Hank, Hank has has, has been Hank. a lot. 
<laughs> Pank him. Hank him. <laughs> Pank him. Uh, but anyways. But yeah, so we pretty much are getting set up to uh, go to Wakanda, right? Because they're like, okay. I so- want to really quickly talk about uh, though when when Ultron's in the church, like listening. Like we didn't in the director's commentary was like, just look at how he listens, because like that's just like a great marrying of Spader's performance with the artist at ILM, just creating this character of Ultron that, like, is a robot, but you can, like, relate to him and see, like, what he's thinking kind of thing. That's just great craftsmanship. Um, Whedon said he developed, like, a teenage girl crush on Ultron throughout this process. <laughs> did we say it was ILM before that did this? Uh, we, well, we did now. If we didn't, it's ILM. I, and did they also do Hulk in this iteration because of the new... I believe so, yeah. Okay. There were some shots, they said, that, like, four, stu- four VFX studios touched, like, certain shots. Like, one would do, like, a background replacement. One would do, like, Hulk VFX. One would do like the the army of drones vfx other ones would do like explosions like it was crazy Jeez, it's crazy how how many layers and different yeah. teams go into that and then you're still able to get like a fully realistic nicely finalized look you know because it's yeah. again it doesn't really break throughout and there's like there's one shot i'm thinking of where it's very bad and that's like at the very end when like thor's like diving for the one girl you know oh really yeah that shot's terrible did you take a look at it it's only for like a second max mm-hmm. but like okay it's a terrible shot the lighting is uh, like, weird and the tracking's weird whatever but you know <laughs> again it's only it's it's hard to get reference of thor falling through the sky you know yeah there's one shot i want to talk about later but let's move on we're, we're lingering a bit yeah talk about so, lingering claw lingers yeah in these boats this was shot wakanda this like outskirts of wakanda was shot in bangladesh we didn't say he called it wakanda because they weren't really in wakanda they were like on the outskirts, outskirts so it of it yeah. wakanda <laughs> that was funny i thought i thought this area with the boats was cool i just i just want to say that like just for world yeah world building and just like yeah, that was shot in bangladesh having that as like a secret hideout that was pretty secret cool. hideout the second unit <laughs> shot that we said he couldn't take credit for that but like some incredible incredible shots yeah. Claws afraid, afraid of cuttlefish. Yeah. Cuttlefish. All right. Whedon actually said that that was like stemmed from his own fear of cuttlefish. Like, really? He, Whedon said that he saw a documentary on cuttlefish and they like really freak him out. So he just wrote that whole part in. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, so Claw gets his arm cut off by Ultron. Spader improvised the... Uh, oh. And, and then like went on. It's like, I'm sorry. Like whatever. Uh, Spader usually like he's like a theater person so he doesn't like stray from the script and so like afterwards after he did that take he went to Whedon and was like I added an O is that okay and Whedon was like yeah that was great like do it again (laughs) (laughs) variation I can improv what (laughs) what is this a whole new world that's gonna be stuck in my head too in this moment actually in particular I think it's very unique how we're able to see I mean, it's it, again. It's like very naive and almost childlike how he's dealing with his emotions. Yeah, it's like he goes instantly, instantly to cutting the dude's arm off. Yeah, and then like apologizing to then again kicking him down some stairs. They apparently shot two iterations of this where in one shot he did cut off the arm and one shot he didn't and we didn't present it to feige and feige said he loved a good hand chop off so apparently everybody does feige's also a big fan of empire strikes back and yeah star wars films <laughs> and everything another brother <laughs> but yeah so then battle breaks out yeah Avengers team shows up here shoot everyone so yeah everybody's going crazy we get to these like dream sequences well before that there's a shot where a guy's quicksilver tries to get thor's hammer and then he gets the hammer and it like drags yeah him. that was great it's gonna be major major whiplash yeah honestly that hurt 
Like a lot. I feel like his arm would be like yanked out of its socket yeah. or something, you know? That would be a lot. Yeah. I like how also Ultron doesn't follow the trope of like monologuing and revealing his evil plan. You know, he, he like just, <laughs> like, I'm just going to monologue and then, and then he just instantly like beams them. Yeah. Also, the way he does that, I think that's pretty cool. Like with his like fingertips. Yeah. And like all the little tiny tools and stuff he has. So like the maglev. Tiny tools. Palms. Yeah. You know? The tiny yeah. tools. He's like Bob the Builder, but <laughs> metal and sadistic. Yeah. Exactly like Bob the Builder. <laughs> then we get to the, the dream sequences. Yeah. They, so to get to the dream sequences, like to get them into it, they, what they did was they filmed the actors walking backwards and then reversed it to give it like this awkward feel of them like kind of entering this weird dream space. Huh. Yeah. So we actually see some of Natasha's backstory when she was like a spy. Maybe we'll see and learn some more about that in the new Black Widow film whenever it gets released. Hopefully. We'll see. I want some more mouthless little girls. Oh, that's not creepy. What? <laughs> and we get Peggy and Steve. They're dancing. I want them to have their dance. He can't stop seeing war everywhere, which is a big theme in this movie for him. Thor has a vision of Vision and of the Infinity Stones. Well, he has a vision of Heimdall and um, being like the... You see the vision for a second. of death. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then from there, he's like, okay, I need to do some more research. I gotta go to Wikipedia and see what's going on here. I kind of like that we don't see what the Hulk Same. sees, like his dream. What do you think he's seeing? I think he's seeing... Okay, so... Cuddlefish. So... (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing, right? In all of their dreams, they have all either happened or have come true in some context, right? For example, Tony, we have Endgame, obviously, right? Or Infinity War and Endgame, right? Yeah. For Cap, he eventually gets his dance. Yeah, he has to go through all this war... But he eventually gets his dance. Mm-hmm. With Thor, we get Ragnarok, right? Yeah. There's a whole new reincarnation of Asgard. With Black Widow, it's her past. Yeah, with Black Widow, her big thing is her past in Red Ledger. Maybe he saw Professor Hulk and was like, no! Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he saw Professor Hulk and he's like, oh my god. <laughs> or maybe he saw something like Betty. Oh, maybe. Betty! Also, speaking of like the Hulkbuster, which is about to happen, the reason it's called Veronica is because in the... Archie comics. Veronica is the opposite of Betty, and Betty was Banner's love interest. I thought that was a cool factoid. No, I didn't even. Oh my goodness, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I like when uh Bruce gets his tooth knocked out. He's like, I'm sorry. And again, like like we said last time, like this is that's a nice comedy moment that gives the the fight scene like a moment to breathe and the audience to process what's happening. Yeah, between like a giant mech versus a giant green dude, and what kinda. <laughs> yeah, I also really like. When Stark, like, destroys the building, how you can see, like, he shoots out missiles to, like, control the explosion, like, de- yeah. de- the debris, yeah. Because if you think about it, right, the designers of this shot must have had to think about it, right? But, like, if if he just hit it from the top and, like... It would have, like, spread out a lot. Yeah, it would have spread out. Think of it, like, tilted over and, like, hit other buildings and stuff like that. But by doing yeah. it that way, it will just drop straight down. This is, like, the safest way... Yeah. The safest way to, like, destroy a building, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And plus he's Tony Stark. He can just pay for a new one. Yeah. But no, there's a, there's a lot of cool moments in, the, in this, right? Like, I... I love the design. I'm not sure if this was with the original Hawkbuster, but of having like the drone with all the replacement parts. Yeah. That's ingenious. Yeah. Because like, you got to think when you're fighting the Hulk, like you're going to get beat up a lot. <laughs> yeah. If you know you can't punch out the Hulk, right? Can you contain his punch? And then like the way that they did that thing with like the arm that captures his 
arm you know yeah oh man i love that yeah there's a lot of cool moments i like um so at the very end when like he like almost comes to it was originally shot that he comes to and he's banner again and then iron man punches him no <laughs> that would be <laughs> huge die <laughs> no, but, no uh, i feel like you just turned back into the hulk <laughs> no but they uh they changed it so it's the hulk again I, I feel like it works with him being the hulk again but then like the hulk like it had like the regular eyes instead of like him being all yeah all weeded up all wanded up yeah scarlet witched up yeah so next uh after this all happens the team's in like shambles and clint takes a team to his place it was a beautiful location dude if i could have a house like this with velma that was wait who is that velma wait that's clint's wife laura is velma. She plays velma yeah that's the same actress that plays what velma. you didn't know that no she plays velma dude i so see it now though oh my <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> you're like velma that's great we just were talking about guardians like how gun worked on those live action yeah wow what my mind has been blown but that, that that house velma's house is the um duke of wellington's house f- from the united kingdom and they were able to film there cool maybe we'll see more of that in the hawkeye series i don't know i feel like they changed houses for endgame uh, like some uh, different property i think maybe because maybe it got compromised so then they had to go maybe. somewhere else yeah i don't know also when they get in the the girl that walks up to thor like after he destroys the legos that was the girl that played john c Riley's pink alien daughter in guardians oh really yeah so she's multiple daughters so good for her yeah <laughs> i feel like this scene this whole thing with hawkeye like it, it does serve the purpose of making hawkeye's decision to be an avenger like more emotional oh wait because he's risking his family of losing him ptsd toast with thor thor's having like his vision and then the toast oh pops yeah up, so it's ptsd toast okay and then p toast sd yeah then he's like i'm out of here to go go to this well yeah so thor thor leaves this scene was in danger of being cut of like when hawkeye's talking to velma <laughs> uh, yeah. you're, not gonna, you're not gonna lose that now are you no again this the talk he has with Wanda at the end, like right before she like goes back out there and is like, is Avenger. I feel like that's definitely the most important one that he has, right? Yeah. I feel like this conversation was there for for Velma to tell that to Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just also, imagining uh, it as actually Velma. I know. <laughs> I can't not picture it. We, we need the Velma cut. But like, it doesn't, it doesn't come off as strong. You know, it doesn't come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that's that's where it fails. Really quick here, we get um, Helen, the the doctor. She's forced to work for Ultron with the cradle, with the scepter, and the mind control again. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> I, I thought that too. Um, but <laughs> Nat and Bruce also get close. They can't have a physical relationship. This scene actually was really long. Like it was a third of it was like cut out, and it was actually like pretty emotional. Like they were like talking, and like Natasha gets like hard refused and like turned down, like rejected in the in the part that was cut out. Really yeah Betty! Betty! <laughs> it's ironic that scarlett johansson was pregnant when talking about how she couldn't have kids <laughs> yeah bye bye bikinis <laughs> but also we get the the tony cap chopping wood scene he did quote-unquote discussion civil war shadowing yeah war shadowing uh-huh i i got it i just ignored it i know that's why I said it again. <laughs> like, I need recognition. <laughs> then Cap rips a log in half. That was actually styrofoam, Chris Evans said. It was really good sound design. Cause I was like, it sounds like you're ripping wood in half. <laughs> yeah, styrofoam. Yeah. It's crack-a-lacking. <laughs> I like when Tony leaves. He's like, don't take from my pile. <laughs> yeah, it was like his pile. It was like 
a third of caps. Yeah. Uh, when he walks into the tractor and he says, hello, hello dear. dear, like John Deere, like that was RDJ's idea on the day. I also, why was Fury just hiding in the corner? Like to make like a dramatic entrance. Why did he get Velma to go fetch him? I don't know. Like, like he's just standing creepily in the corner, waits for him to come in and then just like emerges. Like, like why would he not just like, he's like, he's freaking, it's like in cap two when he was waiting for that, like the epic line to come in to land on the helicopter. Like, don't worry, company's coming. Like he's just waiting waiting like, like he's, nick fury's just like i need an entrance i think he's just samuel jackson likes his entrances yeah like when he comes in in episode three you're under arrest uh, also when i pause i paused to write something down here and i think i sent it to you daniel but rdj looks directly at the camera for like a split second yeah you showed me a the, you took a picture of it and sent me it and i'm like oh yeah he totally does it's really funny hello rdj but yeah thor grabs selvig so they can go to that like pool yep. there's some hilarious behind the scenes of selvig walking out of uh the school that he's teaching at like the university he's like um in the gag reel you can see like he just like does a like a bunch of like throwaway takes he goes like you know like in the when he's talking like the student he's like all right just be at my place at like 8 30 don't be late this time he like improv some other lines like one time he said be at my place at 8 30 bring your sister oh my god another one was like be at my place at 8 30 bring your swimsuit um and another one was be at my place at 8 30 don't bring your mom this time it's just like jeez selving selving um i really like this fury look we cut back to like the the hawkeye residence yeah it's it's more civvy you like, know? The, like the turtleneck he's more, he's more chill yeah. yeah this scene actually is very reminiscent of the lab scene in avengers one like when they're kind of or i guess right after that like when they're recovering after like the midpoint battle and they're just kind of recouping like kind of gearing up for the for the end just kind of reminded me of that but this time like they're actually a team officially yeah banner figures out ultron ultrons at the cradle Ult- ultrons yep ultrons ultrons altruistic well not only that he's at the cradle i, f- I feel like he started to understand his philosophy here right because he's he, in the cradle he was like <laughs> that one's gonna be sucking your head hard uh, yeah but um about him saying he wants to evolve right and like again yeah. this goes into like his relationship with wanda and uh pietro pietro yeah pietro also we said here that he thinks mark ruffalo is the best actor in his generation i was like wow that's like a very bold that's statement a big, yeah that's big <laughs> that's cool like good job mark ruffalo ultron then fuses the mind stone with the beginnings of vision yep um and avengers head off to stop him you're like haha no my guy also like when he's leaving when they're leaving the the hawkeye residence like hawkeye's just like this is the last time like they were really trying to foreshadow that hawkeye was gonna die so that when quicksilver sacrifices himself it was like more kind of a surprise yeah yeah they were setting up there's multiple things you can see that like really set that up like you're like if you know any movie tropes you think hawkeye's gonna die in this one <laughs> then we get thor kind of flailing around oh yeah he, he he's had a he had a rough time in his bath it was like you drop a cat in the water and he's just, and it's just like <laughs> you, you know? should watch a deleted scene it is so strange because like what happens is basically they say that they need a sacrifice for the waters to speak to people so thor acts as the sacrifice and then selvig records what the waters say to him what happens is thor like kind of is talked through like he's almost possessed but it's like another voice coming out of thor he's like possessed like Gollum almost and oh that's weird it's just really weird i'm glad they didn't do that i feel like the vision was better yeah i'm also it feeds into like that concept of the vision yeah. Haha, yeah. I feel like the direction he was given, just like, all right, Chris, just flail around and scream. And then you got it. We'll take it from there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would have been a sight to see. So also then where they're, where they're back at the cradle and Wanda could see that like Ultron plans on destroying the world. There's a shot. Did you see the shot where like he clenches his fist? Yeah. That reminded me of the Harry Potter spoof we did when Evan like clenches his <laughs> wand. When he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's probably where I got that idea from. <laughs> Looking back now. <laughs> also check out that Harry Potter spoof on my YouTube channel. It's pretty good. I think it's got like a lot of views really? for my channel at least. I'm pulling it up quick. Yeah, it's got 500 views. Dang, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And it has, I think, like a thousand on LinkedIn too. Plus those 6,000 that Evan streamed it to with uh, Tim the Tap Man. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. That was the time. Anyways, back to Tank. So, Wanda frees the doctor and pauses the upload. Yep. Ultron blasts her. So anyway, I started blasting. So pretty much the Avengers show up. They're trying to figure out his location, like specifically. Who was it? Hawkeye identifies like he's like in this one truck. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why they drop off cap like a mile, a mile away. away yeah and then he also gets there in like two minutes like wow <laughs> i don't know eh, but then the eh. doctor says it's the gem's the key and, and like you can't just blow it up which i, I, I kind of laughed at because i was like that's what wanda does like in a few films she just blows it up <laughs> like this exact stone <laughs> yeah i mean that kind of goes talking about like the power level of wanda though like if it, if it takes so much to blow it up and like she can just like do it like that yeah i feel like also wanda like grows in power level throughout the films yeah that's true so yeah, pretty much Natasha, she gets on her bike and she's like, Meow. launches on motorcycle. Yeah, Cap's fighting Ultron on top of the thing. I like that Quinn's like, you're no match for him. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you're the glue. Yeah, you're the glue. But uh, I like the, uh, so apparently the shots of like, that were low on the motorcycle, mm -hmm. they filmed that with like an RC truck or like a toy truck, like mini truck, which I thought was really cool. It's reminding me like the Toy Story, like RC truck before they like blast off. Yeah. <laughs> Just like following Natasha as he's driving through, like weaving in and out of these cars. Just imagining Joss Whedon just like driving like his RC truck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, That's in the man. truck. Gets in the truck. Ultron's dragged away. Yeah, she gets in the truck. She She's able to get it. The, vision body back to clint but then she's taken she's nabbed yeah yeah and then the maximoff twins save the day yeah surprisingly everybody's like wow reminds me of the the spider-man like spider-man 2 sequence yeah when they're stopping the train it's also unique to see how like cap started to interact with them here because he's like they're technically still hostiles but he sees that they're yeah you know, not like working with him she makes like a good point like tony he's like tony's not gonna like take care of it and he's like oh shoot <laughs> i've made a great error in judgment <laughs> yeah <laughs> they also apparently shut down like a huge chunk of seoul 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 the seoul the city in south korea and it's like a huge city the city was like the government and the the city like the citizens were huge fans of marvel so they were super like willing and excited to help out in any way they could please film here please <laughs> no that's cool also just uh apparently they had to do some different editing because natasha like because they cut that scene of her getting like rejected there were some shots of her like looking like emotionally distraught because like she just you gotta think like she was just like dumped pretty much almost and like now she's fighting and like that's gonna like mess with you a bit yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't like being dumped by the hulk yeah and then having to go get nabbed by some baldy mcmetal baldy mcultron yeah yeah so uh they, they bring the cradle back to tony yeah. Tony sends off Barton so he can make another Ultron <laughs> make vision. I love Banner says he's caught, he feels like he's caught in a time loop and I'm like, haha, not yet, Banner. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just wait for endgame. <laughs> time travel. <laughs> when did we, did we get to the Nexus yet? No, that's next. <laughs> that's Nexus. Nexus. Are you sure? Oh wait, no, that did happen. Sorry, I forgot. That's yeah. before this. 
<laughs> yeah. That was not nice. To I'm going around like for nuclear codes and you don't want me to. You could see in the background that the workers are like taking a selfie with him like while he's working. Like while he's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I feel like that was a good point because like this brings back because there's there's somebody who's working behind the scenes, right? They don't know who it is. It's until Jarvis. we get back here with Jarvis and we're like, oh, Jarvis is back, baby. So Paul Bettany, he said he got the call to like from Joss Whedon asking him if he wanted to be Ultron. During that day, right before he got the call, he had just met with like a big time producer and the producer just said like you didn't get the job and he basically said like you're through with in this industry like you're you're not going to be anything in hollywood and then like he was like Jeez. so upset and like kind of like stormed out of there and then like after he got outside he literally sat down on the curb and was like oh my gosh this is this guy right and as he was sitting on the curb he got the phone call and joss whedon was like do you want to be vision and he was like yes i do <laughs> <laughs> of course josh i'm your man i'm your it's, robot you say man. josh it's just did i say josh yeah i must have put too much shh on there josh <laughs> Anywho, yeah but yeah that, i mean that that's you know life you know yeah sometimes things just come your way you're not expecting it. sometimes you get opportunities sometimes you don't take opportunities you know yeah subtext i can relate to that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's also really cool here uh, it's impressive <laughs> attention to detail with uh, Banner's glasses you can see the, like the Jarvis hologram like reflected in them which is really yeah. cool ray tracing Nat wakes up with Ultron that sounds weird yeah I don't see that but actually have you seen the SNL skit of the like Black Widow rom-com yes yeah and it's basically like Ultron's like her boyfriend and like he like becomes like this homicidal maniac and then she finds the Hulk and it's like and it's actually Scarlett Johansson like yeah like playing her herself but then everyone else is just like super low budget like the hulk's just like a big guy yeah like i like how the ultron is just like a mask yeah ultron's yeah. just like literally just like, like a human in a mask <laughs> like you could see the skin <laughs> it's like the <laughs> cheesiest thing i've ever seen but yeah that's great and we see ultron with his new vibranium shell yeah he rips himself apart right in front of natasha yeah and he's like hey take a look at this you want to hey you looking for this you want Boom. some of my nuts <laughs> and bolts <laughs> oh wow uh <laughs> would he even have nuts and bolts if you were Ultron, how would you design yourself? I don't know. It's something I can honestly say I've never thought about until this exact moment. I'd give myself a cool racing stripe. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, would you give yourself like a bunch of like muscles and like like tattoos? But I guess there'd be like engravings because they're like. I'd give myself hair, so I get avo I avoid <laughs> the trope of Baldy Mick Jake. <laughs> I would look so weird, just like all the metal and then just <laughs> and hair. then a wig. <laughs> um. <laughs> It probably looks similar to that rom-com, like the human. Honestly, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh. All right. Um, back to the tank. I think uh, Nat yeah. contacts Barton. Vision's almost completed, and then yeah, and then we get like the fight. The Maximoff twins come in and stop it, yeah. and then there's the mini skirmish. And so Thor comes in, and when he like electrocutes it, he actually had a Mjolnir that would light up when he like did the motion, so mm -hmm. that like it could get the reflections, like the light bouncing off of his face, like practically. Uh. I thought that was really cool. And it's cool to see behind the scenes and he like goes to strike and then like Mjolnir like lights, lights up. up like it's, it's pretty cool yeah it's like automatic based on like movement like like you know how there's, I'm like, honestly not sure it might have been like a guy offset just like pressing a button that'd be so funny you know like those toy lightsabers I mean I know you do like where you would like swing it and it goes yeah but it's like that but it's like it turns on the light and so making a sound for Molinir. 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 Molinir gone there. Hello there. I'm looking for nuclear codes <laughs> you want me to <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, so I, I do. I love the line. My favorite line in this whole film is when Banner, when one is like, I know you're mad. And Banner is like, I could choke the life out of you and never change a shade. I was like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, dude. He freaking went full that death metal right was there. A gri- that was my favorite line in this whole film. Dude, he didn't care anymore. Um, and he actually grabs her. He like, he, he embraced the mad scientist. Yeah. So he grabs her when they're fighting and like she, you can see it's a quick shot, but she like casts a spell through herself to like hit him. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't even know. That. It's kind of like what like the guy that quote unquote killed Loki did in Thor two, like when he stabs is stabbed and then just like takes the thing he stabbed with and puts Loki on it. Ah, uh, yeah. Tom Hiddleston, man, what a guy! Am I right, <laughs> dude? He's an amazing actor. Can you imagine seeing him? <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, back yeah. to Tank. <laughs> A really cool thing. I don't know if this was intentional. It probably was. But Wanda is, like, I think the first person that, like, locks eyes with with Vision. And, like, you can see in Wanda's eyes, like, she's, like, scared because it's... She thinks it's Ultron. But, like, she... It's, like, not just scaredness, you know? There's something there. Yeah. A little hint towards something. Yeah. I really like the music. It's, like, eerie almost when, like, Vision's, like, floating and just kind of figuring himself out. Yeah, it's, like, like a, he has, like, reconfigure himself. Like, a weird, mysterious tone in the music. And then, like, it kind of, like, settles. Like, it was a great... The score there is... You know, I felt like it fit very well. Yeah. Because it's, like, you just literally made... Like, it's not even artificial intelligence. It's artificial life. Like... Yeah. That's the big difference there. Because it's, like, actual living tissue. And it's just weird to think about. Yeah. Also, the, like, vision Paul Bettany had to spend... It was only one and a half hours in makeup, he said, which I thought was, like, not too bad. But he said, but like... his hearing was terrible, I thought, because of the cups. Yeah, he couldn't hear anything, so they, they ended up, like, poking holes in, like, the side. So what they did, actually, like, it, it's not all prosthetics, obviously. Like, they did prosthetics. All right, what color do you think he is, actually? Let me think. I know we've talked about this before, but what, what color do you think he is? I think he's, like, a red. That's what I said, too. But, actually, in the behind-the-scenes, when you look at it, it's, like very purple so i think they touched that up in post Post? as well yeah Yeah. he said that he had like tubes that would go through his suit that were like they were like cooling tubes and would pump that's right because the suit was like super hot right yeah super hot Hot. yeah but yeah really cool prosthetics and what they did they like touched up they had the prosthetics then they pretty much like rebuilt the whole thing with cg and just kind of layered to make it look more androidy they said it was kind of like the opposite of an uncanny valley almost like they felt like they had something real and they were trying to make it look more uncanny yeah which is just like not what you hear a lot that's weird to think about yeah because he is an android like he's not human but like i don't know imagine if data just walked out and he's just like hey bro (laughs) i love the there's no way to make you trust me and then he picks up thor's hammer (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like oh uh everybody's just they're just like "Uh uh-huh that was just like set up (laughs) like since the party scenes that's really great setup payoff one thing i also like here that's it's subtle but you know very notable how thor like congratulates tony he's like good job that was improv by thor actually or by chris hemsworth <laughs> like that wasn't in the script so yeah he's like well done and like pats him on the back <laughs> yeah then they suit up for the final battle yep friday's uploaded to iron man they show the team putting in earpieces because they got called out for not having earpieces in avengers avengers one <laughs> fans were like so upset how do they talk to each other <laughs> there's something you should see in the in the next shot when quicksilver goes in and like shoots that gun to evacuate people if you watch the people on the right it looks like they're literally just like they just sped up the footage like they were told to kind of like sit still while like pietro like ran in mm-hmm. and like if you look at it like specifically the people on the far right that like are overlapping pietro like it looks like they also move kind of fast so it literally looks like they just took footage and just like sped it up and then put it in the film <laughs> i wonder if that's intentional or not because again it's not that he's super quick like he's manipulating time yeah I don't think it was intentional because people on the left were not moving fast. But you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. 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 
Yeah, but priorities evac Sokovia, and Zemo's family did not get evac'd, which we will find out later. Yeah. The way they did these Quicksilver scenes, yeah. they said they actually, they had three cameras. They had two, like, hyper-fast cameras that would record, like, tons of frames a second, and they had a normal camera, and they'd record him, like, doing the action, and then they'd, like, splice them together. Yeah, that makes sense. I could, like, you could definitely see it. I was, I was, first I was thinking that, like, there's definitely a lot of frames in there, because it's a nice, smooth... Yeah, trail. Yeah. I like the trail a lot. You know, the trail's really cool. That effect. But yeah, Bruce saves Nat. I think his hair looks really weird in this scene. Yeah, it does. And you know why? Why? I found this out after I wrote that down. It's because it was during reshoots and they weren't even in the same location. Like Natasha, oh. like uh, Scarlett Johansson and Mark, ha- uh, not Mark Hamill, <laughs> Mark Ruffalo uh, were not in the same place ever. It was their stand-ins. Huh, that's cool. Stand-ins. That's crazy to think about that stand-ins could actually do. They do great. <laughs> like shots like that complex a standing could kiss scarlett johansson you never know you know what that's pretty rad <laughs> <laughs> what a great job that would be but yeah so uh another uh, army um there's a dutch angle when iron man lands to face ultron yeah. this is the first time i didn't get ptsd to thor i was like i've it's been enough time <laughs> been enough, <laughs> enough time has passed now it's been like many months <laughs> oh man uh, but yeah vision burns ultron out of the internet I-, I was like how would you even go about that so what he would have had to have done like physically is connect through the main ultron body right to all the other ones oh, shoot. and pretty much like sh- like short their wi-fi connectors oh you know what i mean yeah isn't that weird to think about the only way for him to be able to connect to the internet would be if he like directly jacked in which would be weird yeah. if you saw like a uh <laughs> an ultron bot trying to connect through ethernet on a floating city yeah i thought it was weird to think about yeah but where were we back to the tank that wasn't really away from the tank but we're back to it anyways yeah, so we find out Ultron's plan is that he's, like, making Sokovia a meteor, pretty much. Yeah. Nat and Bruce kiss, and then Hulk comes out. Well, they kiss, and then and then she pushes them. Push it real good. Another song that will be stuck in my head. Sorry, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's cool, this transition of, like, how he gets up there then with her. Like, how he carries her up. Yeah. You get killed, walk it off. Evans enjoyed that mini-speech he said. <laughs> Wanda's, like, the villain that becomes the hero, Whedon said, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that's true. She has, like, that mini-freak-out, and like we said, Barton gives her that pep talk um that i think really is not forced and like i really like that scene with his character and also the reason that happened actually is because that was like one of the like i think one of the very first days they shot that i think they filmed this in italy hmm. but they were paired together because they were the only actors available oh because it was at the beginning of production some of the actors were wrapping up other projects or doing press for like their other marvel movies so like they only had elizabeth olsen jeremy renner and uh aaron whatever aaron johnson the guy that played uh Quicksilver. Yeah. So like that's kind of why Barton has that bond with them, I think, and is seen with them a lot is because they were available. <laughs> they were available, and then they that just kind of continued throughout the filming. They kind of just like built that arc, which was kind of interesting. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really impressive then when Steve won our pull-ups while holding a woman. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like what if he didn't catch himself as he like pulled himself back up to Yeah. <laughs> Thor would have had to grab him again yeah. on top of carrying in the other car. That would have been embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Scarlet Witch goes off. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The effects and everything. Clint wants to shoot sil- Quicksilver. That's another moment to breathe. That was actually Jeremy Renner riffing. Like, Whedon said, just like, just told him, like, just pretend like you're going to shoot him and then, like, riff. And so that was him riffing. That's pretty good. Then we get the helicarrier. Boom. You looking for this? <laughs> 
Was there something else, though? Uh, Stark finds out that they can blow up the city. That's right. That's when they start making the plan, and then they have to start deciding, okay, do we... Yeah. This is is actually the same problem that we actually just talked about in ethics, actually. Oh, really? If you have to blow up a city that's about to become a meteor? That's a very specific ethics problem. Well, no, 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 it's... (laughs) It's... You gotta think of it like this, right? In this situation, it was between two world powers, right? So, like, you say, like, US and Russia or something like that, right? And about to go nuclear war. Right. The only way to prevent it is if you nuke a city like New York and blame it on aliens. What? That way, that way, both superpowers now have to unite and fight the aliens. Gotcha. This is what we talk about in ethics. This is why it's fun. So the big, the big idea here is, is you're gonna have to blow up the city anyway. Because if you don't, they're, everyone else is going to die, right? Yeah. The people, if they stayed on the city, they're going to die either way, you know? Whether it falls or not. So, yeah, the evac needed to happen on top of... I mean, yeah, it was the, they did the... They solved the problem pretty much is what I'm saying. Because this this is like an ethical dilemma. You're supposed to be thinking about like, oh, how do you do this? And then you're just like, yeah, screw that. We're just going <laughs> to loophole it. We're going to have we'll it. Save everybody everyone. saved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's an old helicarrier that pops up. It's like dusty. They actually didn't have the old set, so they had to kind of rebuild it based off of like the last film. And Jeez. they actually took some shots from the first one and like removed people from the background to like recreate it again. Didn't know. Also, that kid from Community is back. The one that uh, stood up to Crossbones. Yeah, good for him. The one that's on the mu- he's like leading the the drop parties. Yeah, the reason he's in is because that was one of Joss Whedon's favorite sequences from Cap Two is when he stood up to to Crossbones. Crossbones. It's like yeah. we need this guy. Yeah, thing worked out. Also, I appreciate that War Machine's there, but he looks very similar to the, like, Ultron bots. Like, I feel like if he, like, landed next to Thor, Thor would just, like, whack him without thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Boom, you're looking for this. <laughs> <laughs> boom, you're looking for boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we get Thor stalling and Vision wax Ultron with Mjolnir. Yeah. Oh, there's a great shot here when Tony is, like, in his HUD, and he's like, let's do this, like, Avengers, whatever, and then it, like, zooms out of the Iron Man suit, and then he, like, flies away. Oh, yeah, like, that was that so was cool. I, 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 like, rewatched that like three times <laughs> i forgot this one moment okay it was with natasha and steve like right before the helicarriers came in right mm-hmm. and she said it's not a bad way to go where else am i gonna give you like this and i was like, like a plane my, no in my mind i was like vormir oh no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why my brain thought that but i had to write it down and i had to say it this oh, needed to be said okay well um yeah so <laughs> that i'm sad yeah well she she's alive now the team's working together we get all those hero shots you better not be playing where uh high the zucchini chris evans stunt double did like that super crazy twirl like, like that was flip. really cool yeah the, the behind the scenes he like did that like legit no wires or anything he just, that's like, crazy on the mat and then there's a shot of like clint throwing his bow which i don't understand yeah i don't get i remember seeing that i'm like what are you doing my guy like boom you looking for this (laughs) (laughs) that's that's like the biggest meme out of this movie now yeah you looking for this (laughs) oh man yeah so uh after clint throws his bow for no reason the main ultron is burned yeah it looks like like we said the comic book why do they stop burning him though like they just stop i don't know well wait did we talk about the shot where it's at the church and it's like yeah i said all them working together okay it's really epic yeah really difficult to pull off I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just like, eh, let's take a breath here. He's had enough. <laughs> He's like, in hindsight. Then gets yeeted by Hulk. Yep. And then Tony starts figuring out how to do the thing. You know, he cuts the hole in the bottom. Again, like his little laser thing, which is cool. Then uh, when they kind of like disperse and Barton has to like go after that kid. That was the kid that from the beginning that's looking at the 
the like Iron Legion guy, the Legionnaire, whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, in a deleted scene, he's the guy, he's the kid that like tells the Maximoff twins to go to the church to meet up with Ultron originally for the first time. I think I've seen that one. Also, uh, speaking of like reflections in the eyes from earlier, in Tony's HUD, you can see like h- the HUD reflected like on his pupils, which is just like crazy attention to detail. Ray Tracy. Also, if Ultron wouldn't have shot the Hulk, like just as kind of like a jerk move when he was flying by, like he could have gotten away. <laughs> Yeah, no, he totally could have. But again, you know, Ultron being Ultron, he was kind of just born yesterday, you know what I'm saying? True. So that could have been him, like, I don't know. Yeah, Clint looks like he's about to die, but Quicksilver saves him. Yeah. I really like Wanda's reaction here. I think Elizabeth Olsen does an incredible job and, like, force, like, repulses from, like, the Force Unleashed almost. Yeah, she's just like, Dude. That was like one of the first things they shot. And actually in the first take, she started weeping, but it was like a ugly weeping. So like snot was coming out of her nose. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang. And she was like, can we do another take? And he, Joss Whedon was like, yeah. <laughs> just like just doing off her makeup and everything. And then she just ruins it by just... <laughs> yeah. All right, gotta do it like another 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and also, so when Hawkeye lays down next to dead Quicksilver on the... the on the boat. Life. On the boat. In the behind the scenes, like I think... Pietro like lies down and the actor accidentally like twitches a little bit so it looks like he's still alive I mean because obviously the actor's still alive so like Barton like rolls over and like pretends to suffocate him to make sure he's actually oh yeah dead. I've seen that too yeah he's just like yeah. die or something like that he's like oh man <laughs> and then like Quicksilver starts like pulsing like trying to like get his hand off <laughs> pretending yeah uh, Wanda leaves her post to rip Ultron's like quote unquote heart out and we get that like the shield thing again yeah like, the same shape as the shield and then Vision saves Wanda okay the city blowing up is actually like visually very stunning in my opinion oh no it definitely is i, I believe it's a good mix of i'm not sure if it's like quixel mega scans but it's definitely a good mix of just dynamic geometry and breakdown simulation especially like when it gets over the water and you got like tony like weaving in and out and all that like oh my god that was amazing yeah weaving yeah so then hulk takes a quinjet and leaves for ragnarok goes to sakar yeah um scarlett johansson the first time she saw that sequence like finished with hulk just sitting the quinjet she was like haha it's fat man a little car (laughs) (laughs) my love interest haha fat man little car (laughs) (laughs) also so this last shot of the of the last ultron bot like it's a beautiful shot of the sun behind them like peeking through the trees that was apparently shot in a parking lot like what? what? <laughs> That's and like I didn't even like that wasn't any of the behind the scenes stuff. Just like James Spader just offhandedly mentioned that in like an interview that I just watched like just before like we started this. Oh yeah, he was just like yeah that was shot in a parking lot. Like it looks beautiful. I was like what? <laughs> That's crazy to think about. Just the range of like how the visual effects. You know, like these are professional movies, right? And then it's just like the range in which the- we're gonna film in a parking lot. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I loved Vision's line here where he says a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. Like that's something that I personally just like need to and i've been trying to for like the past many years of my life just like understand that like good things have to come to an end kind of thing enjoy the time you have with people people you know yeah i'm not good with that i I wish i could live forever but that's just me (laughs) i wonder what paul bettany's like what it was like for him jumping from voiceover to like like actual like android in person yeah that must have been like a big jump i wonder if it was like daunting or anything yeah and also because vision is very much a different character than jarvis so like he's like becoming a new character yeah like he played two characters in this good for him hmm. no I, I never really thought of it like that i never really because like jarvis kind of like i mean vision built off of jarvis right so i never really like yeah but yeah it is a different character you know so i never really yeah i also feel like this wasn't really the age of ultron it was like the weekend of ultron it was very short yeah like the week of ultron or something 
Hey, this is Editor Jake from the Future. Just want to let you all know that a lot of those songs did get stuck in my head. Uh, so thank you, Past Jake, for that. Also, I came up with a joke with my dad when I was on the phone. Uh, weekend at Ultron's, like Weekend at Bernie's, because we said that. And I wanted to add that because I thought it was really funny. I hope you do too. All right, back to the show. But yeah, then we get a bunch of wrap-up. Tony goes to the Avengers facility in upstate New York. You actually see when Nat's looking at that video of Clint's kid, his middle name is like Nathaniel Pietro Barton. Yeah, yeah. So they named, named him after, him after Pietro, after Quicksilver, who saved the dad, his dad. You saved the dad. Saved the dad. Also, the like where Nat's in is just like a giant empty space. They were going to set decorate it, but Whedon saw it and was like, no, like this is perfect. Like it kind of reflects her emotional state right now, just after the after Barton, or not Barton, uh, Banner, like... Banner left? Kind of left her, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I felt like that was a good call. And also led up to the joke with Cap being like, I mean, it is a good-looking wall. Yeah, but uh, before that, we get the trio again, uh, Cap, Tony, and Thor. This was reshoots again with uh, the gag with the elevator. Um, it was Feige's idea to kind of make it a joke here. Good call. And then Thor wrecks the lawn. Yeah. Tony claims he's retiring. But not really. Like, at all. Yeah. One thing that Josh says he regrets is when he, Tony and Cap are talking, Cap says, like, Tony's like, are you going to be okay here or something like that? And Cap's like, I'm home. And, like, he seems, like, very sincere, but, like, Whedon said, like, he wishes they would have done a different take where, like, he wasn't so sure. Because, like, this whole time we've been seeing that, like, Cap wants to be with Peggy. Like, that was his, like, kind of dream. And I feel like that would have served so well with the future of the MCU. Like, it's not, like, make or break or anything, but, like, I feel like that would have tied together very nicely. Yeah, no, I agree. I guess with the way that it was shown, it kind of showed that he, like, accepted where he was, you know? Right. Which, of course, we know changes later on but yeah yeah i agree that concept of like him still thinking about peggy and like that dream so peggy peggy and the war (laughs) peggy and the nazis (laughs) but yeah so cap and nat they're with the new avengers this does this film does a really good job of kind of expanding the roster and showing the new characters from the other solo films like coming kind of coming together yeah apparently actually we wanted to have captain marvel and spider-man in this but they couldn't get the rights for it or like there was like scheduling conflicts or, or something i don't know wait isn't captain marvel owned still by yeah i think marvel like i think it, they just like weren't ready for it or something ah uh. i think th- I, I think there might be like behind the scenes where like she was on set but they might have cg'd her out because they didn't like want to just introduce a character right at the end yeah that makes sense then we get avengers assemble fake out which makes endgame like that much more satisfying when he finally says it even though he kind of whispers it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we didn't actually say that there was never a doubt in his mind that, that this is how the movie would end with, like, the the fake out. I feel like it was a good call, you know? Like, like not only are you setting yourself up for the, the future Avengers, but, again, like you are saying, like, it's developing, like, the team. Yeah. You know? Like, we have, we have, like, the main team, right? The A team for Avengers. Yeah. Now we're working on the B team for... Brevengers. Yeah, Brevengers. No, we can come, we can come up with something better than that. The, bef- the beforeers. The beforeers. Yeah, because Avengers is after, right? The Baldy McVengers. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's the new team. <laughs> is there anybody actually bald on the team? Vision. Uh, that's true. Yeah, we, we did it. End of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but before we actually end the podcast, I just want to say mid-credits is with Thanos. I'll do it myself. I'll do it Yeah, myself. so it looks like he's in Odin's vault, right? I don't know to me, because he I mean, does this mean that like he already has genocided the the dwarfs on Nevadalir or whatever? I don't know. That's a thing. So it's like because the the vault like still has has the fake one it, in Ragnarok. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. So that's what that's what I don't know. I don't know the story behind that Infinity Gauntlet, 
right? I don't know. So I don't know. It's but yeah. So it's weird. It was really cool seeing like the interviews this time. The cast they were allowed. They finally like figured out that if you put the cast together for interviews, they like have such a good time like riffing off of each other and just chatting with each other instead of just being one on one with the interviewer. You, I would highly recommend if you or to watch any like interviews like start here because they start bringing the cast together and they just have like a great rapport and they're just really they're really like they're homie like cool like just they're, they're homies together yeah mm. they're friends family all that stuff homie yeah oh, josh said there was a ton of back and forth with the studio and like he doesn't really want to work with marvel anymore like in order to keep the farmhouse scene which was like a huge chunk of the movie he had to include like the thor pool to set up Infinity War, just like kind of compromises he had to make. Yeah, this is also the first and only film that Thor appears in a Marvel movie without Loki. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's weird to think about. He's finally on his own. Yeah. I knew that's where it was going to go. All right. But he, he does, he has a lock of Loki's hair, like kind of braided in with his because yeah. he's like mourning because he still thinks he's dead. Again. Again. Oh, boy. But yeah, so this is. That was the end. That's all I had for Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. Like we said, next time we're going to uh, talk about Mandalorian and just kind of take a little hiatus. I know we're not at the end of phase two. We might try to pump out Ant-Man. I just need to see how much work these Mandalorian things are going to be. Yeah, what, when is, what is the end of phase two, right? We have Ant-Man, Ant- which is next. I feel like this Avengers is a good place to stop, though, honestly. Like, yeah, honestly. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll play by ear. We'll let you guys know. Yeah. Bam. When does Mandalorian drop? When this goes out, yesterday. So, Friday. Really? For us. <gasps> yeah. So, if you're listening to this, we might have a Mandalorian episode out very soon. So, check that out. Dude, I'm actually super excited now. I did not know. I've been so busy that... <laughs> I know, dude. I, I am very excited. That's going to be sick. But yeah. Anything else you want to talk about today, Daniel? Um, No, I think I'm good. There's, when we go back to listen to this one, you know, after things happen, uh-huh. we're going to be hating ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, Daniel. Take us home. We just talked about whatever you want to talk about, and now we're done. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We, I honestly really, really appreciate it. I really like doing this. want to uh, keep doing it. Lord. If you enjoy it, would you please do me a favor and like just share it with one friend? That would honestly mean the world to me. Um, I really appreciate that. Yeah, leave a review or just like reach out to me personally if you know me or like on the social medias. Let, let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that jazz. Any and all feedback we appreciate. And yes. of course, we thank you guys for always staying and listening. Yeah, if people like, I, I've listened to a podcast where people like do segments like called letters. So if you like want to reach out on social media or something, or like want to contact us like with questions or something or anything, we could do like a segment potentially where we like read those. But we just need people to do that for that to happen first. So <laughs> yeah. All right. See you next time. Goodbye. Peace.